Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Please consider supporting Black Women United YEG for the protection and advancement of black women and girls in Alberta. You can learn more about them at bwunited.ca. They are always looking for donations and volunteers. So please, again, support Black Women United YEG for the protection and advancement of black women and girls in Alberta. Again, that website is bwunited.ca. This is Dmitry Samarov from Chicago, Illinois, and I love listening to Vishkana's creative control because whether he's talking to a favorite musician or actor of mine or someone I've never heard of, it's as if he's introducing me to a new friend, and the way things are going, couldn't you use a new friend? Listen now. To make your flexible monthly donation to Creative Control, please visit patreon.com slash Control today. Jessica Jalbert and Renee Wilson are friends, musicians, songwriters, producers, and singers who each have roots in Edmonton, Alberta. First collaborating on Jalbert's 2011 solo album Loyola, the pair have since worked together as Faith Healer, whose debut album Cosmic Troubles was released in 2015. All has seemed rather quiet in the Faith Healer camp since touring ceased, for 2017's stunning album, Try, but the band has returned with the searching yet mature new album, The Hand That Fits the Glove, which was released by their longtime label, Mint Records, on October 13th, 2023. Jessica and Renee recently made time for a good talk with me about things like the woodpecker that keeps attacking my house, a hawk mauling a fish, and other stories about birds in Edmonton, how their musical efforts were sidelined by a pesky pandemic, making a faith healer record with an unusual number of collaborators during periods of isolation, writing with intentionality and confidence, new faith healer production choices on the hand that fits the glove, 
the O.J. Simpson trial, and dogs. An unexpected viral moment, some very huge life news, other future plans, and much more. A part of the Entertainment One Network with the support of listeners just like you who follow and subscribe to this donor-driven podcast and spread the word about it, and make flexible monthly donations at patreon.com slash creative control. That creative control Patreon is the best source of revenue for all the work that goes into me making this show. It's not a lot, but it's something. That's what I like to say about most things in life. So if you feel compelled to support this show and me financially in my pursuits, please visit uh, patreon.com slash creative control. Thank you. With additional support from Blackbird Music, a wonderful record store with bricks and mortar locations in Edmonton and Calgary, Alberta, and very friendly personnel who will help you if you walk into one of those places. But hey, look, you can actually find what you're looking for online too at blackbird.ca. Say you want to order the new Faith Healer record, the the hand that fits the glove. Well, just go over to blackbird.ca, type it all in there, see if you can't find it, and they'll ship it right to your house. It's just that simple. So thanks again to Blackbird Music. Plus, in-kind support from Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, Ontario, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, Ontario. All wonderful independent businesses, by the way. This is episode 809 of Creative Control, featuring the brilliant and highly entertaining Jessica Jalbert and Renee Wilson with your host, me, Vishkana. Hi, Jess. How's it going? It's going good. How are you doing? I'm pretty well. It's it's nice to see you. Where in the world are you today? I am probably about like 20 blocks from your place, actually, <laughs> in Edmonton, Alberta. <laughs> That's where I am today, too. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. I thought I had this uh, goal to do some in-person interviews for the first time in three years. And uh, recently, there was a friends of mine were in town in a band and I thought I could do an interview, and then the person got sick and said I, I shouldn't do it. And I'm like, oh, okay. So still, and then I was like, oh, well, Faith Healer, that'll be in person. How could that not be in person? Here we are, remote. Isn't that funny? Here we are, remote. <laughs> it's That's nice. my it's fault, it's probably, right? <laughs> it's not exactly your fault. It's just a circumstance. It's just, it's just interesting. <laughs> I may never do an interview with anyone in person ever again. And I, I'm actually not that... I don't feel badly about it. Is that am I a misanthrope? I, I like. I, is that bad? Like I. Yes and no. You are a misanthrope, <laughs> and that is not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like leaving my house, and this is easier. Anyway, Jess, it's very nice to see you. Uh, nice to how see are things you. going generally? Would you say? Oh, generally good. We've been uh, just getting ready for this album rollout, and it has been a long time coming, and that's cool. But it's weird that it's out in a couple of weeks now. Yeah. And life is good. I'm just working and chugging along and doing my thing. Good for you. No, that's great. That's awesome. All right. Well, uh, hopefully I'll see you in person at some point soon, but we'll see. Maybe not because we've Play already established. Tonight. You should be there. Just is there a show tonight? There is. Yeah. Just oh, I didn't know. I didn't know set, that. Where is that? Where is that happening? As we're speaking, tonight is, uh, what is it? September 30th. Where are you playing tonight? Yes, it is. 
Uh, the Common Grounds Art Gallery. I've never been there before. It's some. It's going to be a real hoity-toity artsy shit, but oh. it should be fun. Yeah, I actually right. don't think it's hoity-toity. It's a DIY art gallery. So I'm but. wearing <laughs> jogging pants right now. Uh, it's just my standard <laughs> uniform since the pandemic. I would never go out in yeah. public in jogging pants. That was my my rule. Like the Larry David George Costanza rule, Jerry Seinfeld, whatever. I was like jogging <laughs> pants indicates failure if you're out in public. I I subscribe sure. to that theory, if I may. And so you're saying if I have to go, I'd probably have to wear a suit, I guess, <laughs> for a hoity-toity. Yeah, an actual suit. Okay, well, maybe I'll think about it. Maybe I'll wear a track suit. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's nice to have you on the show, back on the show. Uh, Rennie, I can see you. How's it going? Hi, how are you? I'm very well. It's nice to see you again. Where in the world are you? I am in Montreal, Quebec. Nice. <laughs> yes, that's where that place is generally. Is there another Montreal? I feel like there is, like somewhere. In the I world. think it's in Wisconsin, or is it no, or uh, uh, Minnesota, something like that. A quick like Google an Ameri- search will show you. Yeah, okay. I'm, I got my. There's a Montreal off. in the states that comes up sometimes when you put Montreal oh. in the maps. I see. Have you ever thought to route a just tour? Quite so, can you can you route a tour to play that Montreal just to do it? You probably could. It's like Rust Belt area, so why not? You, guys, you should play it. It'd be really confusing. Just put it on Facebook. I'll be in Montreal today. All Montreal <laughs> tour. It's like, this is new venue in Montreal. Have you heard of it? <laughs> wrong Montreal, dude. <laughs> they like a lot of cheese, apparently. No, it's nice to have you uh, back on this show there. How are things going for you generally? Generally great. It's very nice here in Montreal. It's going to be another heat wave, October style. We've had a few of those. We had a late, like a September heat wave about a, a month ago, and now there's a second, or there's an October one at the beginning of the month. Oh, joy. Oh, boy. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's great. Uh, my cat had fleas a few Uh-oh. weeks ago, so I've been dealing with that. This um, is, that is, that's sad to hear, because <laughs> cats, you hear dogs having fleas. Do cats always have, often have fleas? I didn't know that. I guess... Uh, I, I'm not used to fleas or like little bug vermin, but since moving to Montreal, it's a bit warmer than Edmonton. Yeah. And there's a lot more of these like pests, it seems. So just this is my first flea encounter. What is your... Definitely uh, can, get the what, shot. Get get your cat the treatment. That's the easiest way out. Yeah. What's your, cat, always, what's your, what's your cat's name? Uh, mouse. You named His your name cat... Mouse. You named your You named your cat... <laughs> After its species arch nemesis, just to, that seems like a mind game. Why would you name the he's, cat mouse? I don't. I don't know if he's happy about that because he squeaks. <laughs> oh, I see. That's nice. No, that's lovely. Actually, I have it's a question. So, so Rennie, you're originally from Edmonton, is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, I have a question for both of you then, since we're talking about animals, and I think at least a dog is going to come up on the show at some point. Either of you, I'll throw this to Jess. So, Jess, I have an issue. And I don't know what to do about it. Yeah. We have a, a house here that is stucco. And uh, what has been happening over the last year is, I thought it was the same one, but I think it's now uh, different ones. A woodpecker will come to the house. And here, in, uh, for those listening, uh, it's not unusual here in Edmonton to have a detached garage from your home. Mm-hmm. And there's like often alleys. There's alleys everywhere in Edmonton. So we have a detached. I just want to clarify this so I don't sound rich. Uh, we have a house and then there's a detached garage behind us and there's an alley. And so there's stucco on it. And I noticed the woodpecker was pecking at the stucco 
I don't want to say it was last fall, like late summer. So then I was like, oh, that seems weird. And But what are you going to do? I'm like, oh, I'll figure out it's nothing. And then it, but it would do it enough that it created a giant hole. I was like, oh my God. It's, that might have been the goal of the woodpecker. To just vandalize? Because uh, ideally the woodpecker <laughs> would want to have bugs or build a nest in a tree, I think. But they also will yeah. peck uh, as a mating call. Like they make um, the noise to attract a mate, I guess. Uh, it's like drumming. Yeah. I'm a drummer. I can actually relate yeah. to this. This is why I got into drumming, to mate. <laughs> is that how you got your wife? <laughs> no. But anyway, so then uh, we got it fixed. And then we went away to Ontario for three weeks recently uh, in the summer. Come back. It's back. A woodpecker, the uh, same, almost the exact same spot. So then I'm like, what the hell? And, and, uh, uh, and then uh, the other day, on the front of the house, woodpecker, peck into is my question to both of you is because i want to kill the woodpeckers now i don't like to kill anything i want to kill them because i don't know what else to do people are like you should get an animatronic owl i'm like what and it's like an owl that (laughs) pretends it's like if the woodpecker comes by it flaps its wings and goes boo and you're like what (laughs) i don't want to do any of that stuff do you guys know uh, i'll start with jess do you know anything about the woodpecker uh issue here in edmonton or alberta is this normal well, I've never, I mean, I've seen lots of woodpeckers around. Our, like, main guy is that, the one with the red on it, the northern flicker. It's pretty uh-huh. cute, but yeah. I feel like maybe you have bugs in your walls. No, we don't, though. No, But I don't think so, because no. there's two different structures now. Well, we could, but I don't think so. I, I don't know yeah. why I don't think so. Why would it go to the same spot? Well, you're right. Maybe we do have bugs. Everyone says no. (laughs) It stops when it gets to the styrofoam because there's a stucco application, styrofoam, and then it builds a hole and then it leaves. If there were bugs, why wouldn't they just keep coming back for the bugs? Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. Maybe he's like maybe maybe he's sharpening his beak. I don't know. It sounds very frustrating. Yeah. But I would try the owl thing. We actually have an owl in our yard because we've got some bird issues Hmm. ourselves. There you go. At my house. Yeah. yeah, it's not woodpecker, but it's that our our back alley neighbor, he feels bad for the magpies and the pigeons, and so he feeds them cat food. He just, he spreads it oh all over his driveway, and he's had bylaw called by, like, every neighbor around, because it's, like, really annoying, because if you park your vehicle back there, then you get so much bird shit all over it. And our our like place basically faces our our butts face each other, so right, it's like right. all of the birds are shitting all over <laughs> the driveway all oh. the time. <laughs> so it's deeply annoying. But this guy is like a quite unique guy, and he's hard to approach. And so we put an owl back there, hoping that that would make a difference. And it worked for like a day. But I feel like They're for smart. you putting a... They, 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 yeah. they get it. The birds know. It's, oh, wait, that's a fake owl. <laughs> yeah. That's not a real owl. Yeah, they figured it out pretty quickly. So maybe it wouldn't work, but I, I don't know. I, that's a very strange problem that you're having. But you just said it's strange, but you're having ostensibly a bird issue yourself. I throw out... Uh, an, yeah. I throw. I just throw a volley out in this conversation. It could have died. <laughs> oh, you're nuts. We don't have bird issues in Alberta. I You come back with the almost the exact same sort of issue with birds. Yeah, but my issue is actually more with a man oh, than yeah, with the, true. B- the birds, true, right? Because yeah. like, he's feeding them. Right. 
He's inviting them to stay. He feels bad for magpies and pigeons, which are the rodents. They're like. the rodents of the sky here. There's, they're, they they're, are. They're not great birds. Like, yeah, I, but yeah, not well liked. I ha- no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no magpies that I've seen around here. It's a difference. There's no magpies. Yeah, they're a beautiful bird, and yeah. no jays either. Oh, yeah. But, you have like cardinals, cardinals and stuff like that, yes, there, though, which are yeah. much smaller. Yeah, I have a lot of bird stories in my life. See, okay, so <laughs> go on. There's some, and you've been in Edmonton your whole life, basically. Oh no, you were from. You lived <laughs> yeah. a little bit outside, right? At one point, is that right? Yeah, briefly I lived at East, but I um, I'm from here and still am here. Okay, Renee, you mentioned the Montreal birds, which are not germane to this particular conversation. If you can think back to your life in Edmonton, do you have bird issues that would inform what I need to do? Because, again, I can't stress this enough, and I'll go on the record. I want them to die. I think there's been two woodpeckers. I, I, I think the new one is different. It's white. The first one was brown. This one is white. Okay. Uh, so I think it, it's we're attracting woodpeckers. And I my stucco guy is like, I've not, I have not heard of this before happening like this. Uh, I have repaired. He said he has repaired houses that have, have a bunch of woodpeckers. Have you looked at Google and searched of course, stucco Of course peckers? I have, yes. Have you tried this thing, Google? I have tried Google. Should I use Bing? I don't know. I've tried all the Stucco things. Stucco Yes. That might bring I just wondered if up. you... I don't, I've never experienced this before in my life, like uh, to have a bird attack my house. And so I just pests wonder, are, Rennie, if, if you have animal any... Animal pests are difficult. Yeah. Because you don't want to kill them. They're kind of fuzzy. I don't want to. I don't want to kill anyone, but I, uh, anything. Or anyone. I'll go on the record at, right at now. At some point. At some point, you want... <laughs> Them out of your house. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's really odd. Um, anyway, I, yeah. uh, I, I, my parents feed the birds in the backyard, and I grew up next to, like, the, the room I had in the last years I was living with, with my parents was next to a shed that the squirrels had occupied. Wow. So they still feed them, and they're still there. I don't know. Okay. No, I wasn't. I'm kind of I a peaceful coexistence advocate, yeah, I, but I didn't expect at, any at some real point it's, expertise. I thought you guys might have experience. That's all. I, I'm sorry. I didn't. Definitely this is not the point of this call. No. Okay. Living with vermin. Vinyl siding. Well, it's too Maybe. late. I already. De-stucco. We had to. We moved in this place, and there was all the stucco was damaged, and we spent tens yeah. of thousands of dollars to repair it right when we moved in, and now we're being attacked by birds who are damaging it. And it's, I feel like I'm in a Hitchcock movie, except it's just, or I'm Elmer Fudd. I don't know who I am, but a woodpecker (laughs) keeps attacking my house, and I thought it was an Edmonton thing. Anyway, guys, thank you for indulging me in this bird talk. I just thought you might have insight as Edmontonians. I don't have that many on the show that often, and I've I've been really frustrated. So anyway, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for this. A really good thing I saw the other day was, uh, I should mention, a hawk with a pigeon in its, like, talons. Oh, okay. Was so, in the maple tree in my front yard a few weeks ago, which was quite alarming. I got a giant bird of prey. <laughs> I also got a turkey, a wild turkey, fly into my yard this year. Okay, that again, was totally new. I did not expect <laughs> commiseration, like bird commiseration. You all have bird stories that are weird. I also can I tell my bird of prey story super fast? Of course, it's a weird one, a very weird. By one. the way, so, this whole show could be this. I don't care. We can oh, we can just talk about birds. <laughs> hey, Go ahead, Jess. Tell your bird of prey story. Jess, but, but I do want to say, I just really before you tell that story, Rennie, were you kind of implying that perhaps one solution would be for, for me to outsource this murder 
and and oh, contract yeah, a hawk, hire, hire a the hawk, falcon. get the hawks in. <laughs> they got falcons in Edmonton. I did a, re- a book report on that when I was <laughs> a young fa- man. What falcons? <laughs> I, I did. I think they have peregrine falcons in Alberta. Yeah. yeah oh, right. What? I don't peregrine, know. Yeah. Peregrine. Yeah. They actually live in the cities. In can the you cities. email us? Yeah, can you exactly. email us your book report? Email us your book report. <laughs> My parents probably. If you still can scan them. the scan the copy that has the grade and the comments from the teacher, just so I know how valid it is, and then I'll use that in my in my approach. Anyway, Jess, you were going to tell again. Expand. Don't you don't have to rush. You don't have to rush through your bird of prey story, Jess. Please go for well, it. Well, it's quite simple. I was going for a walk along the river, and I ducked into the bushes because I needed to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so to speak. And then so I like pull my pants down. I'm squatting in the woods and all of a sudden things start falling around me. And I'm like, what the heck? And I'm just like trying to figure out what's happening. And then I look up and there's a hawk in the tree above me with a bird that he was eating or tearing apart, mauling somehow. And the like, or sorry, not with a bird, a fish oh, with a fish. a fish that he was yeah. mauling. And the little bits of discarded fish that he wasn't getting into his mouth were just like falling, raining around me oh as I was taking God. a piss. <laughs> it was pretty cool in a way. Like it was gross, obviously, but it's a fresh fish. It's not like rotten or anything like that. Yeah. And I thought, what a unique experience. And I didn't want to like scare the hawk away. So I'm just like hanging out there, hoping nobody else is walking around with my ass hanging out, like waiting for him <laughs> to finish this fish and move away. Anyway, it was cool. That is, that's my story. That is a very unique story. It had everything. I can't think of anything yeah. that story was lacking. Thank you. I don't know. Maybe I'll get a hawk or something. I I don't know. I got to get rid of these woodpeckers. Anyway, it's very nice to have you both on the show and to indulge in some bird talk. That was really refreshing, and I learned nothing. But still, uh, congratulations on this wonderful new record, uh, The Hand That Fits the Glove. It has been a long time coming. Am I correct, Jess? Has it been six years since the last Faith Healer record or something like that? Yeah, basically the try came out September 2017, so it's been just over six years, wow. which is wild. Yeah, yeah. It does not now, feel that way. Yeah, I love that album, as you may know. Uh, we we love it in the house. Uh, so uh, it was nice to know that. I, I guess I've checked, Jess. I've checked in with you a few times now over the last few years. But like, hey, what's happening? And I feel like <laughs> Renee, you may not know this, but when I first got to Edmonton in uh, January of 2020, the first conversation I I had the good fortune of having was with, with mm-hmm. Jess. She invited me to the house and we had a, I, what was it, like an orientation talk? We jammed. Oh, yes, we did. <laughs> we jammed. <laughs> That's right. We jammed. That was like the last time. I didn't time know I, that. Yeah, we did. A, yeah. I think it's on, yes, it's on the podcast. That's right. At the end, a yeah. little rough recording of us jamming with uh, yeah. John Common. It was me, Jess, oh, and John cool. Common. Yeah, it was fun. It was, Yeah. I wish I'd played better. I don't know. I'm, I'm playing a bit better these days, but uh, anyway, it's fine. I mean, likewise. <laughs> anyway, that was very really lovely. So that was three years ago that I was like, what's going on? And I feel like, Jess, you were like, yeah, there's something, but it hasn't quite started. Anyway, can you, again, I know this can be a little bit boring. Life happens. Things take their time, whatever happens, but... It's that's a considerable amount of time. Can you sort of yeah. discuss why you suppose it's taken this long for a new faith healer record, Jess? Yeah, I mean, sure. Like, I think that basically since like twenty 
19, I've been telling people next year, next year, yes, next year, right? Yeah. And then, of course, the, the whole pandemic thing happened that we can easily blot out two years with that explanation. Nobody needs to know why. <laughs> but, like, we were working on it. We really started kind of working on it, like, after we stopped touring Try, like, forever ago. And then... 2018, I think. That's when we yeah, started. Yeah, we might have done, like... Our first little, our first little demo in 2018, probably. Huh. I'm pretty sure we did. And that. yeah, I think yeah. so. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so 2018, um, 2018 is when this started. Okay, so that's five years ago, as we're speaking. Well, and then our plan essentially was to wrap it up in February of 2020, but we all know what happened the next month, right? And yeah. so I went to Montreal. We had this idea. There was some stuff happening we had this idea that we would wrap it all up in two weeks but then it took us about a week to get into actual recording at that point because there was like a new studio being built that we were trying to participate in so we didn't quite finish it but it was like oh well we'll come back and finish it right away and then it'll be like done right so the idea was it'd be out in 2020 Hmm. i think okay um and we even like wrote a song called 2020 and mm-hmm. we released it on January of that year as like a little teaser track and then like we can b- blame a lot on pandemic sure legitimately yeah. I think and yeah then by, also- by then we had finally gotten enough momentum to like really finish it off yeah we had beds <laughs> for everything um, so, and then then, that so, happened. Sorry, Rennie, what time period did you feel like were you describing? So when we, when we came together after kind of demoing, uh, like we did some demoing now and again from 2018 and 2019 through those years. I think we met up a few times and just sketched a bit. Oh, okay. But when yeah. we actually got to February 2020, we like had the band involved and, oh, you know, that we, far we back. Had a, okay. Uh, yeah. the, so so by that time we were like kind of ready to finish it all off and of course we didn't finish then and then the world shut down for a few years so but we continued to yeah, work on it in that time but it just sparsely <laughs> when we can yeah to clarify the biggest hurdle is just like we would we would if we lived in the same city we would have been able to continue to work on it you know in yeah. a careful way or whatever um, but I live in Alberta Renee lives in Quebec and so getting together just became kind of difficult so are you that, I mean, are that's you, really, always the hardest part yeah Rennie, are you guys file traders like do you sorry that makes it seem like you're in some sort of nefarious <laughs> shadow realm um no but do you guys trade uh, uh ideas over uh the internet you know back and forth given your distance long distance seldom but yes <laughs> seldom oh so you it's mostly like you in person work on stuff and i think so uh, what yeah. do you think jess i'll I mean, yes, basically. Like we don't we don't do much file trading, but we do like uh, I'll demo things yes. right on GarageBand at Demos. home, like with m- shitty MIDI, like really really low quality demo kind of my ideas, and then I'll either send them or show them to Renee when we're um, getting together. And so there's that's like the extent of it, basically. Okay, okay. So Renee, the narrative around Faith Healer is that it's ostensibly you and Jess who write the songs and come up with the songs together and record the songs together. So as a duo, and even though we're hearing a fully fleshed out uh, band sound on your records, 
Am I correct, Renee? Like, it's you two basically making most of the sounds. Traditionally, I mean, before this record. Traditionally. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, and I forget, who, are you the drummer, generally? Uh, in the past, I've been, but on this record, I don't think I play on any tracks. Right. And so that's, let's get to this record. But, uh, I mean, I, I just want to get from this shift. What I'm trying to establish is traditionally a duo, like, uh, like Criss Cross, I know. What are they called? Is that yeah. the name of the group? Yeah, Chris. Crow- I was going to say the White Stripes, but I, I thought we're like was- a Hall and Oates. You're right. So it's you two, and then when you tour, you have a band. Actually, you know, before we get to this record and the fact that I'm, I'm spoiler alert, everyone, other people collaborated with Jess and uh, Renee on this new record, and I'm, that's where I'm getting to. But can we first, uh, Renee? Can you talk about why you've been operating ostensibly as a duo to make records? I, is it the long distance? issue like is it just easier for you two to do it instead of bringing people in or has it been i should say can you speak to that like why i think yeah it's probably because jessica and i started making records just the two of us well we kind of had a band way back in the day when jessica was still going by jessica jalbert yeah but when we made that first record it was a lot of us in the studio i think or maybe in that era, we kind of broke away and started making the next, the first Faith Healer record, Cosmic Troubles, just the two of us. And we, I think maybe just, I don't know, we felt free at that time, maybe from the band, just to do something more like refined and personal, or I don't know what, like something more... <laughs> Distilled towards our tastes at that time, I think. Right. Okay. I, I didn't know if that makes sense. No. It, Does that make sense, Jess? What do you think? Like, I mean, and, yeah, and then I'll we've just kind of stuck together bit. since then. Just, I don't know why. Yeah. 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 I mean, my take on it is kind of, is similar. Like, we, we, we'd been playing together, like, I can't remember if you were drums or bass for the... Uh, I mean, Jessica Jalber band existed. Sometimes Renee played drums. Sometimes I had Aiden, remember? I had other That's people. true. I played so bass as was, well. Yeah. And then um, Cosmic Troubles, those songs had already been fleshed out as a band. But then I think, like... I think what happened in my mind is that as we were making Cosmic Troubles, which we already had, like, the songs were already arranged in a sense. But then when we were in the studio, so much changed we were really working on each other's schedules too and i think like it was just easier for it to be just the two of us rather than to like bring a bunch of people in um and then the songs really kind of transformed in that way and so then as we've continued to move from that like working on try it was just like kind of a no-brainer for it to just be the two of us i see yeah I i think at the time i felt very like smug about creating like our kind of lo-fi indie-ish sound like just kind of feigning that it was that it was a real band performing on the first Mm -hmm. record I felt like oh we convinced them that we're like just a band Mm -hmm. and this isn't like some studio thing I don't think anything of that now but at the time I definitely was like oh it's cool to like you don't need anyone else you just can be yourself and create your own universe and I think with Try, yeah, mm-hmm. we were really leaning into that. And that was a very, you know, creative woodshed time, I guess. Okay. It'll happen yeah. I mean, in it's, a v- much shorter time. Yeah. I think that, that there's a lot of 
there was a lot of value to it being like really insular like that for a while because there wasn't really like a lack of ideas or anything like that in terms of like what we could do and so it's just like more experimental when you're using your own time we called it both of our bands it was like you know kind of like a shared thing and so we didn't have to like have anybody sitting in the on the couch behind the console being like okay what do you want me to do you know like I don't know it's just more free that way when it's just two people I think or the only thing holding you back is like how well can you fake it? I think at that point, yeah. And yeah. I think at yeah the next the for the the new record, uh, yeah we had hit a wall with that maybe and mm-hmm. it's like we only have so many skills, yeah. And we're good at making the records that we make, but it's definitely a limitation. So, and we also had just so many other skilled people from. Um, like we toured with these people and suddenly it was like oh wow like I know what you can do so it was easier to ask somebody to do what we knew they were really talented at I guess yeah so Jessica so Jessica just given the timeline when did you start to bring like by if you can cite a year even when did you start to bring in these collaborators on this record and in these for these songs that would have been 2020, I think. Like, the, the when, like, Renee was talking about 2018 and 19 when we were woodshedding or whatever, and that was just us. Um, but then as soon as we started recording Beds in Earnest, it was um, February 2020, and we had Mitch Davis involved. Um, he was also involved in that studio. And then we had um, did, we had Connor uh, Donaldson, who's our drummer for, for most of this record. And... Yeah, and then we came to Edmonton also um, once we, like, yeah, yeah, like a couple years later, post-COVID or whatever. And then, not that there's a post-COVID, but you know what I mean. And uh, I think that, just to be clear, I think I know what you mean, and this gets brought up sometimes on the show. Since COVID is really what post-COVID means, not that it's over Uh, or after. Yes, I get it. Thank you. Yeah, (laughs) but when once traveling was a little bit, um, like, acceptable, I think it would have been 20... It was 2020, actually. Wasn't it? No. Well, 2020 was when we were starting. This is what I'm talking about when we were working in Montreal. And then like a couple of years later, like a year and a half later. Um, I came to Edmonton. Did, yeah. September. I thought it was 2020. Maybe it's 21. Okay. My, my point, my point here, if I may. The, the dubs with Jenny. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jenny Roberts, po- the bass player. My point here is uh, uh, in, a, in, a, in a weird way. Uh, you know, I invoked file trading earlier, and both of you, you gave me a look like, of course not, we we tend to get together and, and play in the same room, and that made sense. It's been interesting since around February 2020, uh, when people are more isolated and, and trying to figure out how to make work under these conditions for safety protocols and whatnot. There is more file trading. There is more like, hey, I did the guitar, or whether, or rather... You can you record some drums, send me the drums, and I'll put my stuff on top of it. That's more normal. I also think it's interesting that in people making more stuff on their own, you guys did the opposite. Like right before everyone started to be like, I guess I just got to make stuff on my own as much as I can because we're separate and it's, you know, sometimes the file trading doesn't actually work out. It's too complicated. I'll just make everything myself. You guys did the opposite. Like you anticipated... 
people working on their own in a weird way. I don't think you intended it. And you brought people in. I just think that's an interesting circumstance, if you know what I'm... Does that make sense, Jessica, what I'm saying there? Yes. Yeah. We were leaning in towards togetherness at the time when that became not the way to work yeah, the, at all. The buzzword was <laughs> I- isolating. Like, everyone was yes. isolating, locking down. You did an outreach thing. That's just... That's a weird... Yeah. I think faith healer is a bit of a magical thing. Uh, and a, a <laughs> mystical thing, and I think you're kind of you have your finger on the pulse of the zeitgeist and the universal timeline, and I feel like you anticipated something. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's, I also feel like we have the finger directly opposite of the pulse, <laughs> based on what you're saying <laughs> and how it feels sometimes too. Like we are checking the pulse of a dead guy or something, like. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> Check, checking the pulse of a dead guy is a great new album title, by the way. I think that could have been. <laughs> yeah, <for sure. laughs> yeah. Renee, 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 do you do you see where I'm coming from there? Like instead of keeping it as a duo, you well, brought people in. But we do work in very very brief spurts, you could say. So even the like you know, it's a full a complete album and it ha- it's like you know congealed and all sounds correct but it was made up of like the collaborations uh we brought people in when we could and when they were available and and sometimes that was just a couple of hours yeah. uh one time and those overdubs just got eventually you know worked into and massaged into the album and in a way that worked yeah but but yeah like it we <laughs> What is what am I trying to say? It is kind of as if we were still isolated, but we did lean into the contributions of the guests a lot more heavily mm-hmm. in the final mix, and that we liked that. Like we thought it gave it so much more flavor than we're used to. I guess we are. Yeah, we have our sound, our original faith healer, tr- the trad sound of us, and I mean, I guess that. The band is might as well be the trad sound for us as well, but this is the first time they've been on the record. So, but they've been with us for a while. Most everyone on the record. I appreciate I, I yeah. appreciate that you've touched upon the trad sound of Faith Healer, because again, and I don't mean to do a psychoanalysis of this record or its sound per se. I kind of think of try in particular as having a haze an ambiance to it that kind of it creates a bit of murkiness in in how i relate to the songs like i i hear i hear you're playing i but there's just that little bit of ambiance let's call it i have found in listening to the new record that it's a little cleaner it's a little more direct mm. and uh mm. again i don't mean to be too heavy-handed or hokey about it you've brought people in you've created community on a faith healer record if we follow my train of thought, you're communicating a little more clearly in a time of great murkiness. Uh, Jessica, am I an idiot that deserves to be attacked by a woodpecker? Uh, is that why? <laughs> am I too wanky with this? Does that make sense? Do you feel like uh, where I'm, what I'm saying is is clear and true? No, I mean, it's. It, I, I, I think what you're saying is clear and true, and it's nice to hear that interpretation in a way like I agree that I think it does sound more 
yeah, like that sheen or that haze that maybe was was on try that you're speaking to definitely is lifted. Like this album is less of an experiment with what we can do or what territory we can go into and it's more just like okay let's let's make these songs together i guess um was that intentional i guess is really what i was asking like did you intend to make it sound a bit more i don't know if direct is the right oh dear yeah i don't know if it would have been like i don't know i don't think it was intentional (laughs) i don't think so i have to say there was definitely more intentionality, I will say, and I've said this before, behind like my side of the songwriting, just the songwriting, you know, um, and so more intentional, like lyrically, more intentional, like even just the fact that there aren't the same kind of long, like jam, jammy kind of songs that there were on um, Try, I would say. Like, there's definitely some more intention, and I think that just had to do with us knowing, like, I don't know, what, uh, us just having a clear idea of how we could work mm. and, and how we could work with others and stuff like that. And, yeah, I mean, I know what you're, I, I relate to what you're saying about the difference between Try and this album in that way, and I think, like, part of it maybe awkwardly has to do with maturity emotional maturity i don't know well there is a there is a thing that i think so well some it's a it's a production choice but i think it can also reflect um sorry a murkiness or a distortion or you know what let's bury the vocals in the mix uh those sorts of choices can relate to someone's confidence um, as yeah, an as an artist, sure. right? And maturity is an interesting term. I think as you evolve and you get more confident and more like, I don't know if it's even assertive is the right word, but you're like, I don't want to hide this as much. I, I feel yeah. like intentionally I want to be more present and clear to my listeners. Um, I guess it's a marker of maturity. It's a marker of some sort of growth. I feel like maturity is not quite the right... Sorry, I'm not yeah, trying to insult you, Jess. I almost want to say acceptance that. or something like that. It's just yes. like, okay, this is what it is. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Yes, yeah. yes, that's yeah. a way of putting it. I think it's you accept your voice, your perspective as being valid. I don't know. Is that too much? Cause no, I, yeah, no. I, 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 I've thought about it a lot just in the context of my own <laughs> personal growth over the last few years and how like that fits in with art. And um, it's very a very hokey like train of thought that I have when I'm going for my walks or whatever. But I think that like, you know, a big theme of my, the, my, my creative thinking over the last few years has just been like seeing it for what it is, letting go of shame, blah, 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 that kind of thing. Yeah. And so like, I would like to think that that comes through in, in um, the records too and it's weird like when you're like really new as an artist and you're making music it's kind of like you're not actually aware of that shame I'm just going to use that word even though it might not be the right one it's like you're not aware of it because you're just stumbling through the dark with it all and you're like what can we do what's a song how's the sound is this cool whatever and then you get to your like third record or something and then you're like more self aware. I'm a public figure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're more self aware of like your skills, your limitations, and what and the idea, the concept of cool or whatever. So I feel like that's something that you know, not only in my creative process, but in my whole life, has kind of been 
identifiable as an arc and now it's just like i don't give a shit like yeah i know what i can do and i accept that and i'm not going to pretend that i can do any better <laughs> but i'm going to accept that it doesn't necessarily make it worse i don't know it is what no it is, no that's right? no it's really well put i want to ask you the same question renee because i think what jess is talking about is kind of artistic self-consciousness that um that she's letting go of but uh in your role and again, forgive me, I feel in my mind for some reason, I think of you, Renee, as having a heavier hand in production approaches. Is that fair? It's probably accurate. Like you'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll get together, you'll, you'll, you'll record things. You, are you the engineer as well? I mean, I, I, I do studio work for, for a living and I've done right. it for so long. Perfect. It's my passion. Right. So right. I would say that's accurate. Yeah, but, but your work goes way beyond engineering. It's like the production is <laughs> oh, is, true, true. is its own instrument but, in the but band. we do agree. I guess we talk about and agree to certain like whatever. If there's an overt aesthetic statement we're making, we'll like you know discuss that. And if it's too much or something, <laughs> there's there, there's a bit of sound shaping on Faith Healer Records is kind of where I was coming from. It's not simply the delivery of really fun or great, or heavy, or interesting songs. I think they come across a certain way is where I'm coming from. So, mm-hmm. Renee, given what Jessica was just talking about in terms of intentionality, and I think, and I don't want to put words in her mouth because she just did it herself, but like some level of being less veiled, more direct, that is also, like what I'm saying, I think, uh, captured in the production approach. Can you speak yes. to that, that clarity that we're getting at? For sure. I think that... Everything you said was accurate, or everything that Jessica said and both of you were talking about was accurate in that, yeah, I think that in the past or, you know, we, we used to come together and make music kind of a bit more haphazardously and let's say with a bit more false confidence as one would have in their younger years or whatever as you experience this music industry or just being a band and and there is definitely an arc of like back in the day, maybe we would throw more ideas that didn't make sense. Or I would suggest more <laughs> outlandish, random ideas to dress up a recording we made because I didn't know what I wanted. Didn't know where I was going. Didn't. It's just kind of like a, a yeah, an experience and discovery process, but and 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 i think when we were making records in the past we had a lot of uh you know gas in our tanks in a in a sense we came together and we just did what we did and we mixed try for example very fast and we didn't really have any hesitations uh, about what we were doing we kind of just did it and mixed it and thought it was awesome this record, you know, it's been in the can or it's been it's been uh yeah, in the works. Gestating for yeah. for years and and it I think it it is as on the on the contrary it, it is really kind of a raw recording. It may not seem that way, but we did just take what we were able to come up with in the spurts of time we got together in the last 3 years and present it as a record that's kind of 
I don't know. It's it sounds more clear, but it is definitely more raw. It's not, or it's almost as raw as try. It's stark. Maybe. It's a little more it's, stark somehow. I would say. Yeah. It's stark. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not. We didn't huh. think of ideas to dress it up or anything in that way. If you're talking production, we just said this is what we did, and how can we like scrub it till it sounds like a record and. That's what it is. It's it's more mature in that way. Maybe two people working on a record would have the impulse to like, let's make this not sound like it's two people. Let's layer and do a bunch of stuff. And no one's going to think this is two yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Then you have actual collaborators and you're like, this is fine. Every, there's like four instruments yeah. on this record, on this song. It's fine. It doesn't need, we don't have to overdub a billion things. Maybe that's part of it too. That is yeah, like, like what you, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. It's just, well, just there's no like compensating. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, like we were. That was about. At some point, we discovered how limited we were as a duo. Let's say, sure. and just layering more keyboard chords on top is never going to save you, <laughs> or you know whatever yeah. it is. Like, yeah. there's only so many Nord Mellotron patches you can cycle through before. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say that record this record is. Yeah, I'm not. I'm perfect. not suggesting this <laughs> new record isn't. Uh, textured. It's just it's different. It's it's obviously different, and I I think that's fine. I want to, um, Jess. I want to. We, we had some concepts, I guess. Yeah, I Didn't mean, and, and there's some un- there's some anomalies. Like if you if people check out the song, 2020, for example, it's a it's a sort of strange duet. Is that a way of putting it, <laughs> Jess? Yeah, sure. Vocally, yes, it's like you know we're we're singing together the whole time. Yeah, which we which it doesn't happen on any other song. That's interesting. That's not true. Oh wait, it's happened before. It has happened before. What do you mean? On uh, what's that one that we did? Oh, second time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true, but this one's more overt. Like you can hear both of our and, voices. And Mitch is time. singing there too. It's true. It has, it's all three of us. It has a vague uh, Manson family chant quality, if I may. I don't know if that resonates with either of you. Just like a spooky, like, what are these two talking about? It's a bit weird. There's something like incantation. <laughs> sure. Like, what is, am I going to be turned into a toad? Like, something's going on. And I, sorry, am I, am I being insulting? I don't mean to be. I uh, <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> oh, can I... I just want to share like the way that those lyrics came together, which was just so funny. Like, I mean, Renee just had this coiled notebook full of little couplets, and he just like chose the best ones. Oh, nice! <laughs> I just thought that was so fun. Like, I think that's the first a... song I wrote for the band. Yeah, and, like <laughs> lyrically. Is there a reason? Lyrically, Again, people yeah. looking. So this is weird, you know, in a sense, temporarily, because people are going to be looking at this record that's out in 2023, and they're going to see a song called 2020, and assume. <laughs> It's about the universal, you know how, guys, you know how the world completely changed forever in the year 2020? (laughs) Is any of that, I assume it's not captured in that. Well, if you read the lyrics. Which I wasn't (laughs) sent, by the way, uh, and I usually ask for. No, it's not your fault. Anyway, I'm having a lot of, between us and everyone listening, I'm having some PR disconnects of late, and I don't know what's going on. I think everyone's burnt out or... Has literal so here's a weird one. I'll say to someone will say, "Hey, uh, let's schedule an interview. Can you do the 19th?" And I go, "Yes, I can do the 19th anytime, but 11 a.m." Three four days go by. They're like booked for 11 a.m. And I look at my, I'm like, "What? This? I'm I'm not kidding. This is happening all the time." So now I'm like, "Am I being gaslit?" I go look at my emails. It says clearly, "I can do any time that day except 11 a.m." 
and they've chosen it. Yeah. Something's going on. No disrespect to my fine PR colleagues. This happened to me yesterday. I was talking to an artist and I was fumbling. I like to ask for the lyrics, as you might remember. I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm like, I want everything. I want everything. I want every asset so that I can dig into yeah. the record. Sorry. Slight tangent and rant. My point being, something's <laughs> going on. Re- Renee, you mentioned the lyrics. Yeah. Tell us about the lyrics on 2020. What 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 did I miss? Um, well, I don't know. The song's just, it's kind of a fun, cryptic, silly thing. But we did actually release it before 2020 happened. That's right. Oh, a yeah, different right. version yeah. of the song. And so we, like, you know, that was at our, at the time we had this, like, micro goal to just... <laughs> finish this extra track that we had lying around and put it out and definitely people are going going to think this this one is about the uh the pandemic the pandemic but i mean and it and it, it ultimately it is i think oh. the lyrics it, it could you should possibly read them. Be. it was done <laughs> i know but it's it's got, you know just but read yes. the lyrics and tell me what you think well can you can you please sorry again i asked i didn't get them can you please <laughs> can you please? I, where are the lyrics? If you can find them, and, um, and I can recite somebody. Them if somebody can you. recite them, and you know what would be fun is if you did it together, because that's how it is on the album. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. If you can find them and want to share what they're about while you're doing that, Renee, well, have you found them? Can you access them? I don't know if they're accessible from my. Okay, seat, I thought maybe but, they'd be on your your machine. Um, I could recall a few. Sure. Well, what, I guess what I'm saying is, if you keep just, telling us to listen or read the lyrics. You must have a couple of them in <laughs> mind that you're this. thinking of, no? Well, there's one there's one line on the on the on the album that I shouldn't you got to listen to it yourself cuz our our friend uh Robbie the robot did a, a little guest vocal. On, <laughs> yeah, on his the album. Vocal is- MP3 CD for the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, it, it's and then it says in the last remaining club in suburb city, and I think at the time when I wrote the song, I was like, "Oh my god, like this is happening! Like rock and roll is dying, ah, and yes, DIY go. venues are disappearing, and soon enough, there's going to be like just." nothing but this random little house show place in some random suburb. It's the only place that it does shows anymore. It was a prophecy. Anymore. Well, <laughs> yeah, you so can say it was prophetic. One of the, things, prophetic. <laughs> one of the things that's been happening uh, in, throughout many aspects of living our lives together is that a bunch of uh, stuff that was exacerbated by the pandemic was already happening. You know, people were going, exactly. people were going, I know this from my own experience living in Guelph when I used to try to put on shows every once in a while. I used to do it more regularly, but towards the end I was doing it once a year and it was just, and I would go to shows too that other people put on. Fewer people were coming out, you know, that was just happening. Their venues were being shut down. But again, this is mm-hmm. pre-pandemic. And so that got accelerated. And so it, it is, exactly. there's a weird thing with artists I find, and I've talked about this a lot. Uh, in the last three years with people where I'm like, this seems prophetic. The song you wrote before the pandemic and they're like, well, it was already happening. We just... We- I think that's kind of what that 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 one that you could say is... Yeah. Whatever I was blabbing about was definitely already going I on. think artists and, and songwriters in particular, 
are tapping. I know I was joking earlier about your finger on the pulse. What did we say that album was going to be called? The finger checking the pulse of a dead man or whatever. But I think <laughs> I do think musicians and songwriters, whether they realize it or not, are kind of tapping into something that not everyone else has articulated yet or experienced yet. I think it's partially because mm-hmm. you guys are often traveling and you're seeing what it's actually like. The actual landscape, the material conditions of being an artist do uh, they are sort of indicative of what's happening i th- uh, this might sound hoity-toity to some people but i do think they are indicative of how a lot of different realms are functioning or or not functioning and that has come to pass so when i when you just joke about prophecy i'm telling you i do this all the time i'm like it seems like you knew did you write this during the pandemic? And they say, no, that song's like 15 years old. I'm like, that's weird. Like, yeah, well, I already yeah. sensed it. You know what I mean, Jess? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Maybe it's that, uh, maybe the pandemic was planned by artists. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we did this a, for a big, giant PR stunt because our PR's not working anymore. New twist on the conspiracy that I hadn't heard. I, that's interesting. It was all musicians. <laughs> Uh, it was indie rockers. Uh, it was indie rockers. <laughs> Renee, how many lyric uh, contributions? Sorry, you, we mentioned this one song, 2020. How many other lyrical contributions did you make uh, to this record? That's it. That's the only one. Okay. Isn't that right? Yeah. Okay. This is my it's only. Around, yeah. My okay. one and only. So in the spirit of what we've just been talking about and sort of temporal confusion or prophecy, anticipatory thinking, um, Jess, uh, uh, sorry, and just so we're clear, in my rant about... Uh, publicist the record i was sent has eight songs is that correct that is all all we wrote yeah i'm not that wasn't meant to be was not meant to be insulting i just want to be clear (laughs) you wouldn't be uh, every once in a while i'm sent a record and i'm like and then like i see a official release i'm like i don't have that they didn't send me that MP3 or whatever. I'm missing a well, song. This isn't th- yeah. This isn't throwing anyone under the bus either. But on the final draft of our um, out, we you know hired somebody, a great guy to write our advance, I guess yeah, you would call it, bio. or the write up that's yeah. getting sent around. And it was like throughout these nine blah 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 songs, <laughs> just like there's eight. There's eight. Okay, sorry. I didn't. I just want to. Yeah. I didn't want to misspeak. So Renee is talking about a song he wrote ahead of the pandemic. And you guys, temporarily, it sounds like you had most things figured out, really, um, before we all yeah. started experiencing this thing. But I must ask, Jessica, like, are any of these songs reflected? Like, did you modify lyrics, if I, if you, if if that makes sense? Does any of it reflect this time period that we've shared together? I mean, sorry, dog is getting close here. Um, so the dog, not, dog not recognizing real- that its cue is coming up, that we might be talking about <laughs> it very soon, as I keep teasing. I'm sorry, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Um, I don't think that anything really was uh, edited to like reflect the times anymore. But there's a couple songs like "Grind," for instance, was written after like Renee wrote like had arranged a whole song, and then I just wrote the lyrics on top of that and uh, and the melody. And so it's like, and that's also I think uh, to answer the question regarding file sharing, that was one song that we have file uh-huh. swapped on, and you mm-hmm. did your recording of the vocals at home by yourself True. which we don't usually yeah. do that True. was a first there so you go we do do that occasionally but sorry go. to interrupt you do do that yeah no it's okay you're right um i forgot about that completely but uh, the like lyrically i think like that song is a bit weary and kind of like <laughs> tired and un 
inspire uh, not very hopeful or yeah. something like yeah. that yeah. so maybe that had to do with just being a little bit like well i don't know <laughs> what the hell <laughs> when is this what what is what even are we doing at this point but yeah i mean i i'm not saying that the the song is about you know how hard it is to do this but i would say that it's certainly impacted by the whole covid situation but um yeah no i didn't go back and like re-edit for any reason other than just like i thought that there was a better lyric out there yeah i keep or i have kept alluding before we started rolling and i think maybe a couple times during this talk about a dog there is a song called i'm a dog yeah Uh, and as i was we were playing i was playing it in the in the family minivan what did my son say yesterday all he said was, you're not a dog. That was his comment. Sorry, I just wanted to share that because uh, uh, it was a, a dumb little thing. He said, wait a minute, you're not a dog. I'm like, what? what and then I was like, oh, the is song is called. He said it randomly. Like, I was driving. I wasn't even paying attention to what was playing on the screen, you know? And he said, you're not a dog. And I'm like, what does that mean? What kind of insult is that? Anyway, sorry. Is Sounds that a song like a about bit of kindness, actually. It's sort of, yeah, I guess yeah. so. Hey, Papa, Papa, you're not a dog. Don't say I know. That what are you talking about? Yourself. I got to make a left here. Stop bothering me. I'm driving. Uh, can you tell me, uh, is that song inspired by your dog? Um, definitely. Yeah. Like I have a, I have a, a dog that is unruly. Jumped on me as I recall. When I first got to Edmonton, I was attacked by your dog. Yeah. Yeah. She's a very, like, she's very (laughs) excited about people. She's very friendly and stuff like that. But I think that we have not tamed her and she's you know just a, she's an unruly dog she gets what she wants she's in charge and she's a lot of fun she definitely you know my concept of doghood is inspired by her and I also grew up with like outdoor sled dogs and so my concept of dogs means a specific thing I guess and so that song is definitely a metaphor but it's also you know you could very easily just take each line and apply it to my dog poppy and that would be like totally appropriate (laughs) it does seem like a human being relating to a dog and i'm gonna because again i was not sent the lyrics please i'm gonna try and mangle them i could just save (laughs) all of us embarrassment and not off the cuff recite lyrics but i'm gonna do it i'm just i feel (laughs) you guys make me so comfortable i don't care i'm just gonna say (laughs) what i think i heard uh off the top of my head which is something like uh uh, I don't like the f- food I'm eating. I bite the hand that feeds me. I'm a dog. Did I get any of that right? <laughs> um, yeah, like you got the the message right. It's I hate the hand that feeds me. I bite the food uneasy. Oh, um, sorry. I'm a dog. I'm no, I got that's it. Great. To- no, I got it wrong. I that's just you could give me a C minus <laughs> on that. I didn't get it right at all. What is that? <laughs> As a human being, do you relate to the sentiment of a, a dog? On some other yeah, I, <laughs> I think like the song basically is just another like you know I'm kind of a one thought person <laughs> um, and so uh, my this song is again just about like me just like figuring out what shame means and how useful it is and how it's not and I see. Okay. Um, and where to go with it and stuff and so like as a person who has been a bit scrappy their whole lives and kind of like messy and you know a bone breaker that kind of thing and then I mean not breaking other people's bones like my own I guess yeah yeah I'm trying to say and uh just like not quite feeling like I know how to live the the normal the clean life or something uh but then also raised like 
pretty deeply Catholic and being, you know, an altar server my whole life and, you know, children's yeah. liturgy, that kind of thing. I think, like, trying to figure out how both of those things fit with me is something I'm realizing that I've worked through, I guess. And, like, you know, I'm not that obsessed with it, but when I'm writing a song or something, it kind of comes up where I don't, you know, I'm like, you know, uh, Poppy and I relate in that we're both domesticated and we're both messy and not very good at being it. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, it's interesting you use the word uh, uh, fit there because it does seem to me that in, a, in an introspective sense, this is a record about re- – I think you're asserting yourself a lot on these songs mm-hmm. um, and trying to figure out where you fit. The record, by the way, I have mentioned it earlier, is called uh, The Hand That Fits the Glove. And um, for the majority of people in the world, this will only connote one thing – uh, the O.J. trial and Johnny Cochran. Uh, <laughs> yes, that was a very yes. famous scene. Uh, R- Renee, do you have a sense of where that title actually comes from? Because that's where I went right away. <laughs> do I know where that title comes from? Well, it's the name of one of the songs, Vish. <laughs> I know. I wasn't sent the lyric sheet or the track listing. I'm, I'm flying blind here. No, I know that. I know that. But the- um, I don't know. I don't know what goes on in Jessica's head. Okay, so it's a. Je- I just wanted to. I, I I asked that to you to make you feel included. I had a feeling it was a Jess invention, but I just wanted to see if you had insight. Do you not discuss these things together, Renee? Like, like I'm gonna. We're, let's just call the album after that song. Like, do you not talk about that kind of stuff? Like, uh, oh, discuss the lyrics. No, no. Um, like, we're gonna. I'm gonna pick. If I gotta pick one song, if we're gonna make a title track. Uh, what's the title? What about this one? Like, do you go back and forth on that, or is it just just sends you a message saying, "Hey, the album's called this. Leave me alone." I'm, I, like, I, uh, I th- well, ultimately that's how it works. But <laughs> I did send Jess about well, one thousand gonna... suggestions that were terrible. You could say for an album title name. Remember? Yeah. Like I would, I, I would remember. hit you up at some point. I'm just like, we need to name this album. Right. And I'm just like. <laughs> Album name the album like it's just like yeah you know where Jessica's trying to make a more like you know just pick the right name and just don't think about don't distract <laughs> like basically all I do is distract with with terrible not suggestions true, not true. but it's more just like the album needs a name the album needs a name Renee on know, your right. list was on your list of suggestions was one of the suggestions if I did it. By any chance, Did, was that one of yours? That's another OJ joke. Never mind, uh, Jess. Can you? Okay. That was his fake OJ? book or whatever. Sorry, Jess. Uh, what is that? Didn't have cable going. Why up. does that? Why did that song uh, seem to be a one that you could umbrella concept the whole record with, so to speak? I actually, I mean, although that song has become for me one of like one of the ones that I just feel. I don't know, the the closest to or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I wouldn't say I named it after that song so much as that line. <laughs> like, just, oh, okay. the, you know, like it is, it is, one, It's you could call it the title track, of course. It is what it is. But it was more just about the line, the hand that fits the glove, which is not an OJ reference. Although, like, you know, I definitely <laughs> um, grew up in that era. Sure. And that's very, um, you know, obviously the thing. And I mean, you could, you could totally... You could totally make an argument for 
why that is a really good example of what I mean when I say the hand that fits the glove. It's like, okay, well, what's in there? Who did it? Um, <laughs> but I feel like I've led us astray and making light <laughs> no, of a terrible moment in history. But I mean, <laughs> I, I just think that you, I will go back to what I was saying earlier and get us away from any sort of uh, narrative about how if it don't fit, you must acquit. I think uh, uh, if it doesn't fit, you must acquit, I believe, is what the actual line was from the trial. No, I think going back to what I was saying in all seriousness, this is a song about you trying to figure out how you fit. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Or sorry, not the song, perhaps a record as a whole. A record. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. All right. We've gotten away from the OJ trial. That's good. I got us out of there. I got us there and I got (laughs) us out. Uh, It's a wonderful record. uh, And there's some, you actually have a hit single here that it should be a hit single if it's not already uh, another fool um how excited were you uh when that came together because that that seems like oh this is candy this is going to be great did it feel exciting to have a song like that in your in your uh repertoire uh jess yeah sure um (laughs) it was really exciting and and maybe renee wants to speak to that too like i think it was that was a really fun song to make it was one of the first that we demoed and mm-hmm. I'm definitely one of the first that was written, if not the first that was written for the song or for the album. Yeah. And it was, I don't know, def- one of the funnest songs to, to record on the album because it's just got a groove and it's like, you know, upbeat. And yeah, I think we, I can remember in previous albums, like which songs are the most exciting to work on. And I would agree that the, that another fool as it was coming together it was like oh fun like yeah yeah I yeah no it, it is really fun um uh renee did you want to speak to it like did it feel like well, oh we got something with this one it took years for it to click and yeah it was one of the first things we demoed i think this, I a bit of what... the original demo is on the on the recording is it not there, oh. yeah that's true the, there, the little there's a little breakdown somewhere in the song which is from our 2018 session recording on the eight track in the flooded basement yeah during our first (laughs) foray into this record but Mm -hmm. yeah one like that was the last song maybe that came together like as a whole when there had been several drum parts dubbed on top of the original like you know in this recording over the years and nothing ever works different drummers i tried some things connor tried something at some point had this really awkward like drum machine groove but then yeah one day i just the the kick drum in there is just a tuned down metronome sound yeah and yeah. it's just yeah like it's it was a a drum like a kick drum i just added that kick drum sound which is like a click that's been pitched down a lot and that was it that was it that ah, was, I right. think, yeah, we left the hi-hats in from the drum machine, from the original demo, and ah. we're just like, this sounds like <laughs> so poppy. I think it was, yeah, like when we, when, when Renee kind of stumbled onto the, the right, like, beat for it, then it was like, oh, there it is. That's right. right. It was fun. Yeah. That's right. I like, but I, I think it's a testament to both of you that your instinctual approach to it ended up on the final version of it like that that's really that's really nice to hear actually i think you you might not have realized you were onto something but clearly you were so i just want to commend you on on that i'm not normally one for big pop 
songs and singles, but that one gets us all moving in the house and in the <laughs> minivan. I'm swerving through traffic and I'm I'm darting through lanes in Edmonton and hitting every <laughs> pothole. It's it's a mess, actually. I, I regret that you made this song. No, I'm kidding. It's great. Uh, congratulations on that. Thank you. Listen, I, I just want to I want to thank you both for making time to talk about this record and woodpeckers and OJ <laughs> and all sorts of other weird and uh, hawks and fish. It was great. It was a nice chat. Uh, uh, what's I kind of want to ask. Uh, and I, I, I don't know where this is going to go because it took uh, quite a while for this record to come out. I want to ask a what's next question in terms of uh, if you're already working towards something uh, new together or not. Uh, Renee, is something gestating at this point already? <laughs> well, Jessica, we have recorded we have recorded new material since then. Uh, I don't know what that's going to look like when it comes out, but... We have recorded oh, good. material, um, <laughs> not necessarily Faith Healer. I don't know if that's Jess. Oh, well, yeah, we recorded <laughs> while while I was in Montreal last, which is a couple months ago. We recorded another song that just like was just kind of a a song I had kicking around, and we talked about. So w- w- my solo album from like 12 years ago had like a viral moment this last year. Um, just a song. Tell them about it. it. And Tell them about <laughs> it. What happened? I, I, don't, I don't know if I caught that. It's kind of silly. But anyways, this, this music influencer by the name of Derek G said that one song off of Brother Lil and my 2011 album that Renee and I recorded together was his like secret weapon or whatever. He said, everybody loves it when I play it. And I guess this guy has quite a reach. And so he said, I guarantee you've never heard of this, which, of course, sent people checking it out. And so now we have like, you know, we went from, I think, 300 monthly Spotify listeners, for instance, to like at its peak, it was like hundreds of thousands. And then um, it had like, uh, you know, went from like, I don't know, 500 listens to like now we're at like 650,000 or something. And so holy Lord. Wow. That was really nice and a, a cute little viral moment. It's not like it did. A whole lot, like you know, I saw a couple. I think I in that first week I made like sixteen dollars on Bandcamp, and I was like, sweet. Um, <laughs> and uh, so that has been cool, and that's like self-released. And so I saw the value of just you know that. I guess that was really I was grateful for that. So we thought we talked about you know another Jessica Jalbert record, which was just you know my own songs that were kind of more. I don't know, simplified and easier to put together, maybe. I don't know. Maybe huh. even more straightforward, was... like we did the first record. Exactly. Oh. Uh, yeah. with, with a band in a room and just easy done. Yeah. And Give so we did one song want. like that. <laughs> Give the people what they, some people want, I guess. So when I came to Montreal, we just took a day and, and did a little song that I had written. And um, I thought about putting it out before this album came out, which, I mean is two weeks from now so who knows but i might just put it out just for the fun of it oh cool but in terms of like what's gestating like i'm having a literal kid soon so we're not gonna like uh hey be able to tour on this congratulations <laughs> that's amazing oh thanks yeah um so we're i'm stoked about that but it, it's also like bad timing but it's like i wish we had finished this album a couple years ago but we just didn't i mean it's great it's not bad timing sorry fetus i guess but um <laughs> It's... When are when are you? If I may, and I don't mean to pry, when are you due? 
uh, early February. I'm oh, like man. just past the halfway mark. Good right for now, you. So. Congratulations. Sorry, oh, I didn't know this. Yeah. We, we, you, I didn't get the text. He didn't send the email. You're, I didn't. The, <laughs> anyone would be hearing it here first. I'm not gonna like. I'm not posting it on Instagram or oh, like wow. sending out a big gender reveal or something. Cats out of the bag. Wow. <laughs> Cats out of the bag. So I mean, as you can imagine, it's just complicating how we are planning our next move, touring wise and stuff like that. Right. So. But I know that some people do this, be. you know, like, yeah, I don't know. It, we'll see what happens. But I know that's, you know, it's probably going to be another few years before, yeah, no, no. before the next thing happens. Yeah. But we'll try and just do some Death metal. Here there, of course. Death metal's next. Death, death metal? metal. You're going to make a death metal record? I'm missing something. Is that what you just said? <laughs> I don't know where I that don't came know. from. Okay. But... <laughs> All right. Well, I just th- thought maybe we should try death metal. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, this maybe? is <laughs> that's usually what happens when people have a child. They get very angry and they want to make uh, ferocious music. No. Listen, I. that's what an auspicious time. That's congratulations. I'm just so happy for you. Oh, that's thanks. great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I have children. I have this, you know I have children? I, have, I've, I know you have children. Yeah. You've got two of them. I got them. two, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's, uh, yeah. You, if you need anything, clothes, uh, we have we have a bunch of stuff. I can put you in our little circuit of like, we're done with these. You can have them. I'm sure you're part of a good circuit already there. But uh, Down to be in that circuit. I don't have a lot of people in my life that have like, you know, like young children, but um, we'll figure it out. But yeah, I definitely like see a lot of performers who like have their kid and they like have that as part of their thing and i can i was like maybe that'll be me but i don't think that's going to be me so we'll you see. mean part of your we'll how active we touring are. family band part or family just band, like maybe. part of like inspiring you to do certain kinds of music or something it's just like i guess what i mean is i'm not um like music is not my like number one source of income in the first oh. place and it's not like you know I don't like live on the road or anything like that at this point like we've had moments where we've lived that life but it's always been like you know I I need to like bring in um money from another source and so I was wondering if I could model my, you know, motherhood plan off of some other, like, uh. you know, inspiring moms who have managed to just be like, I'm still playing, I'm doing the festival circuit like two months after having a kid or whatever, but I don't know <laughs> if yeah. that's going to work out for us. So it's all kind of unknown at this point. We'll see. Well, if anyone can do it, it's you. So congratulations to you. <laughs> and uh, that's great. No, that's amazing. Um, okay, thanks for that update, and um, by the time people hear this episode, maybe there's a solo Jessica Jalbert song circulating that uh, some sure. sort of more powerful influencer than me, I'm not an influencer <laughs> at all, but someone might uh, get behind it, and uh, who knows, it'll take off or some. Uh, this was really lovely. If people want to learn more about uh, Faith Healer, uh, this record's out on Mint Records, I believe, if I have that mm-hmm. correct. Uh, that's one destination. Uh, Jessica, where can people go to learn more about uh, Faith Healer and this new record? Oh, they can go on to our Instagram, which is um, Faith Healer, but spelled F-A-Y-E-T-H-E-A-L-E-R. And they could do that, and they could like follow Mint. Don't yeah. go on Twitter. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. Are we still on there? That's about it. I mean, we still have an account, yes. Until it becomes, you have to pay for it soon, I think, or something. Well, that's really? what he's it, trying to, yeah, he's trying to, yeah, yeah, just trying to ruin the whole thing. Yeah, I bowed uh, out a, a month ago, so. Hey, yeah. Jessica, you, you, 
You mentioned the Instagram ha- handle uh, with your child. Do you plan to teach it how to spell things correctly, or uh, you, it's, <laughs> no? It's just going to be all over the place. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is going to be a big experiment, and I can't wait to find out. <laughs> That's going to be good. All right, we, I want to go. Names? Faith, maybe. Oh, do, do, do you want to do baby names right now? To, this, this should only take half an hour. Do you want to talk about the baby names that you got planned, or do you want suggestions? Right now, we're calling the baby Hedge, but. Hedge. I'm not going to get into hedge why, fund. Do you have a hedge fund? Yeah. Is it a hedge fund thing? <laughs> hedge? Okay. No, I just Ben. Ben, you know this is this is Ben's. He just can't take it seriously. That's all. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I've I've been there. That's a little. I was cracking jokes during the midwives. At the end, were like easy on the comedy. It's a little too much. <laughs> we're in your house. You know, my kids were born in our living room in Guelph, and. I was just cracking yeah. wise. Actually, to be frank, actually, they were like, it was good. You seemed calm. Most people aren't, you know, making jokes. Good, yeah. And I was like, well, I feel like they're, it's all I can contribute is some levity to this <laughs> really ridiculous and strange situation. And it, apparently it did help. Um, so my advice is keep it light. Ben, if you're listening. Keep it light. Try to keep it light. This is going to be pretty intense. But don't overplay your hand <laughs> with the jokes. That can be, you don't know what's going on. It's going to be, or, anyway, sorry. That's a little bit of advice. I'll... Uh, no, it's valuable advice. Yeah, yeah. no problem. Uh, okay, so I want to go out on a song uh, from this record, and we have two folks here. So I'm going to throw this to uh, Renee uh, to make the choice, uh, potentially, and then uh, Jessica can either agree, disagree, veto, I used to say quite frequently, and then we'll come to a consensus and hopefully play a song from the hand that fits the glove. Renee, can you choose a song for us to go out on and explain why it came to mind? Oh God! Maybe the hand that fits the glove, the song. Yeah. Any particular? That's the re- they came to mind because you just said those words. Okay. <laughs> no, but it is maybe it's the title track. It's not a single. It's an interesting little ditty. Oh, there's Poppy um, in the Poppy has just shown up and <laughs> Jess just is shot in. there. Oh, there's Hi, Poppy. the dog. Yeah, but the dog just maybe I'm a dog needs to be played. Oh, maybe that was a sign. I don't know. <laughs> that was maybe a, that could have, that could have been a it's sign like, actually. <laughs> I never thought of that. <laughs> so we have two choices now, Jess. I don't know if you maybe, caught that. What do you think? Either the title track or I'm a dog. Wh- which would you prefer, Jess? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually deny Poppy this time around, and I'm gonna agree. Hand that fits the glove. Let's do that one. Okay. Any particular reason why? Anything you want to say about that song? Well, you know, it's simply because I, I I don't want to get into it too much, actually, but I think that I'm a dog is not um, Renee's favorite. Oh, and that's not I true. Wanted... <laughs> oh, I don't know. Okay. I like it. Well, I then... I like both songs, but I, I do like I'm a dog. I didn't realize it was this was going to be contentious and create no. friction in a debate. I, I like it. That. I like it. I don't mean that he dislikes I it. I think at some point I didn't want it to be a single... I oh. I think I'm happy that it was a single now. Okay. Okay. Now now well, I'm very let's do co- I'm a dog. I'm then. confused. Oh, we're gonna go with I'm a dog. Okay. Is that yeah, the deal? Yeah. Let's give okay. the dog what she wants. Okay. This is for Poppy, uh, who's about to have <laughs> a new sibling. In a sense, this is uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm a dog uh, from the hand that fits the glove by the wonderful band Faith Healer. Uh, Renee and Jess, I just want to say, uh, for me, it's always a pleasure to speak with both of you and have you on the show. I know I'm a bit of a jackass. I'm sorry if I've wasted any of your time today, but I wish you the best of luck in the future, and I hope we talk soon. Yeah, Thanks for having Thank us. You. We're grateful. It's yeah, such a thanks pleasure. Thanks for caring. It's really nice. You're the yeah. best.
Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Every once in a while, I, I have too much fun doing this show, and, and this was one of those times. I really want to thank Jessica and Renee, who, by the way, sometimes used to go by Rennie or Renee, and I got confused. I get a little confused sometimes. I'm like, it's Renee, but he used to kind of jokingly spell it on social media and stuff like Rennie, R-E-N-N-Y. Anyway, that's why if you heard me oscillate, I wasn't didn't mean to be any more insulting than I normally am. Renee, Jessica, thank you so much for being on this, the 809th episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network and is available wherever you get your podcasts. If you can't find an episode that you've heard about or you're looking for it and uh, you know you want to learn more about me and sign up for my monthly newsletter, all those sorts of things, please visit vishkana.com. Faith Healer's been on the show before. Once, twice three times a faith healer i can't remember at least once it might have been twice anyway uh yeah you can learn more about uh, uh how to find those old episodes again at vishkana.com you can like creative control on facebook follow the show on twitter at vish creative or you can follow me directly on twitter and on instagram at vishkana or you can also find me on uh, blue sky and uh threads and um uh tiktok there's a youtube channel there's all sorts of things. Uh, yeah, just you, You'll find me if you look. Also, please visit patreon.com slash creative control to make a flexible monthly donation to keep this podcast going. Look, lost some patrons recently. I think people are 
having a hard time financially or uh, sometimes they leave feedback and it's almost never anything other than the generic uh, I can't afford it right now that kind of thing that's fine but I also like doing the show and I could use some more support financially so if you can visit patreon.com slash creative control and support this show Uh, $6 American or more a month grants you access to exclusive content you get episodes earlier than everybody else Uh, there's also t-shirts that are available to Patreon supporters uh, just message me on patreon and i'll get you one while supplies last there's a burgundy one and like a yellow one you'll see thank you also thanks to the amazing alberta record retailer blackbird music which you can learn more about and order records from their website actually blackbird.ca also want to thank pizza trocadero the bookshelf and planet bean coffee in guelph ontario and granddad's donuts in hamilton ontario for their in-kind support for this show Thanks, as always, to my uh, friend Jim Guthrie uh, for letting me uh, use music that he has made on this show. You can learn more about Jim at jimguthrie.org. And finally, thank you for listening to this episode with Faith Healer. Check out their amazing new album, The Hand That Fits the Glove. Support that band. Please support this show by subscribing to it and telling your friends about Creative Control and spreading the word about it. It means a lot. I'm going to go. I will talk to you soon. Bye for now.